بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف This is the second session in our series on self-building, the advanced. And I just start with reminding one of the main points that we mentioned in the previous session, and that was about the core of Islamic spirituality. We said that we can understand from the Quran the whole point in trying to be spiritual and to be pious is to purify ourselves, to remove all the deficiencies and all the impurities and dirts from our heart and our mind. Now, we want to use another terminology that the Quran uses when talks about this spirituality. It is different, but just in my understanding, in wording, but in reality it's the same. If you look at page 3 of the handout, you have a series of the verses of the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about moving from darkness towards the light. And this moving from darkness towards the light indeed is the same as purifying ourselves. When we are in the dark state, so we are surrounded with lots of impurities. And the more we move towards the light, the more perfect, the more uh, pure we become. The purer we become. So let's have some reflection on these verses. And then, inshallah, we will have a discussion about the issue of light. In the famous ayah from Surat Baqarah, number 257, that I am sure you know by heart, because it is part of Ayatul Kursi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu waliyul ladina amanu. Allah is the guardian of the believers. You know, Allah is the guardian for everyone. But some people who are the believers accept Allah's guardianship. So they submit themselves and their affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala undertakes their guidance and their support. 
those who don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but not wholeheartedly, they actually don't submit themselves and their affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a sense, they say to Allah, I am fine. I don't need your you know, support. Like Qarun, that when people told Qarun, you know Qarun, who was given lots of possessions and money by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent that only to carry the keys of his treasures would in, uh, be very difficult for a group of strong men. So when people told Qarun, with this money that Allah has given you, do something good for your Akhirah. ابتغ فيما آتاك الله الدار الآخرة لا تنسى نصيبك من الدنيا. Do you know what he said? He said, Why do you say this is given to me by Allah? إنما أوتيته على علم عندي. I was myself very efficient and very clever in business, and I have made all this money. It has nothing to do with Allah. And then you know that how. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him a lesson for others. So, people like Karun and people even like many of believers, more or less, they say to Allah, thank you, I am fine, I can manage myself, everything. And God forbids, you know, sometimes, you know, we even you know, say to Allah, I know better how to handle the things. And this is why we don't listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, I leave you alone. If you don't want me to be your guardian, okay, I leave you alone. And then, these are the people that they adopt a ta'ut. The satanic powers as their guardians. This ayah says, Allah Allah is the guardian of the believers. As I said, although He is the guardian of everyone, but it means the one that actually benefits from Allah's guardianship and accepts that and Submit himself and his affairs to Allah are the believers. Allah takes them from darkness to the light. If you look carefully, you have zolomat, which is darkness, but in a plural form. It means different types of darkness. But when it comes to nur, which is light, it's not plural. It's not anwar. It's not yukhrajuhum min al-zulumat ila al-anwar. Or min al-zulmah ila al-nur. Only zulumat is used in plural form, but nur is used in singular form. Why? Because, as we will explain later... Light is only one. We have only one true and real light. But for darkness, 
we have plenty of types of darkness. If we want to benefit from the light of sun, just as an example. So there is only one way. Remove any barrier between you and sun, and sun you know, will sh shine upon you. But what about darkness? There are millions of ways to make yourself or your room dark. You can close your eyes, you can you know, put some handkerchief on your eyes, you can you know, put curtains, you can go underground. You can do thousands of things so that you don't see the light. But to be able to benefit from the light, there is only one way. And this is why in the Quran, Sarat al-Mustaqim is only one. The right path, the straight path is only one. But what about wrong directions? There are millions and billions of wrong directions. If you want to go from London to Birmingham, there is only one direction. Of course, you can take different routes, and these are Sabil, which is different from Sarat. Sarat is the direction is one, but there are, you can take motorway, you can take you know a you know ac you know access road or whatever. But the direction is one. Of course, one of them is the fastest. Some of them maybe not fastest, but anyway, you can somehow reach there sooner or later. But if you don't want to go to Birmingham. There are millions of other places that you can go. You can even go quite opposite. Instead of going towards the north, you can go towards the south. So, the light is one, but darkness can be as many as you can imagine. And the people who, do, who disbelieve, they don't have masters other than Tagut, who are disordinate, who are aggressors. And interestingly, I don't have unfortunate time to talk about this issue, but the Quran interestingly says that these people who adopt anyone other than Allah as guardians, finally they end up with having no guardian. The Quran says, Allah is the guardian of the believers and those who don't believe, they don't have guardians. Here says they have taqut. So what does it mean? It means that they try to adopt Tagut as their guardians, but they are not able to help them and support them. Why? Because these satanic people, they don't care about their followers. And on the day of judgment, something very sad and painful which happens is that those bad leaders that have been followed by disbelievers and by sinful people, they would say that we have nothing to do with you. They disassociate themselves from them. And they do bara from them. 
But we don't have time to talk about these verses. So just remember and have in, my, in, the, in your mind that these people who have been adopted as guardians, they do no help and support for these people. And therefore they are left on the day of judgment without anyone to look after them and care for them. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes believers from different types of darkness to the light. But the opposite party are taken from light to darkness. Again, darkness in plural form. These are the people of hell and they will be there forever. So, this is a summary of the whole history of mankind. The whole destiny of mankind. If you want to summarize what happens to human beings in just two sentences, so you can say there are people who believe in God and God takes them towards the light and there are people who don't believe in God and they are taken by their leaders and the masters from light to darkness. And there is no way out for them. They will remain there forever. This is the summary of the whole destiny of mankind. The whole life of mankind. So, the issue of purification now is given a new expression or terminology or new interpretation. Darkness and light. One of the important things in this ayah is why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the journey of believers starting from darkness and moving towards the light but when he talks about kuffar and disbelievers the journey starts from light towards the darkness do they start in different places in different stations do the kuffar start in a better position they start from light but mu'minin start from darkness what is the answer the answer is that light and darkness are relative When you are in a place in which there is some light, like this room, you know, we have some light, we can see, we can read. But if from here we go outside, so here compared to outside is like darkness going towards light. And sometimes your eyes become, you know, dark, you cannot see for some time so that you can used to, get used to it. But someone who comes from outside to here says, why here is so dark? We who are used to this, we say, no, it's not dark. But for that person, this is dark. Okay? 
Every human being by birth has been given some light. This is the initial light that Allah gives everyone. This is the light of Fetra. This is the light of the creation of Allah which has been instilled in all of us. This is the light of reason. This is the light of conscience. And this light is necessary. Without this light we couldn't make any step forward. You can take any step forward. This light is very important. But the believers are those who add to this light. They go to the brighter and brighter stations. So they are distancing themselves from darkness and they are going towards the absolute light which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who don't believe they take quite opposite direction. They start losing and losing the initial light that they have been given as the capital. And they end up with absolute darkness. So you see why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks in this way. Just, it's like... The many issues that you know when you have some relative and some comparison, so you can say, for example, sometimes you say this person is better than another person, although they both may be bad. But sometimes this is the this is better. But if you look at from the other side, you can say that one is worse. So, better and worse can be relative. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone is good or someone is bad. Anyway, now we find this issue of taking people from darkness to light repeated in several cases. For example, in Surat Ma'idah number 16, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the Qur'an, Allah says that يَحْدِي بِهِ اللَّهِ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ رِضْوَانَهُ سُبُلَ السَّلَامِ وَيُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَيَحْدِيهِمْ إِلَى الصَّرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمِ Allah guides with the Qur'an those who follow his pleasure. Those who want to please him. Allah guides them. So the way to benefit from Allah's guidance. Is to seek his pleasure. Because when he provides. Everyone with guidance. Some people don't listen. But some people listen. And they try to please Allah. What does it mean? They say, oh Allah, we appreciate the guidance that you have provided us with. Whenever we are trying to please Allah, indeed, we are securing our own interests. We are not doing any good to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we try to please Him. To please Allah is like to please your teacher when you study well. 
To please Allah is like pleasing your doctor when you take his prescription and listen to his advice. To please Allah is not like pleasing a tyrant, you know, ruler that asks you to do, you know, nonsense and you do something just to please him. To please Allah means to secure your real interest. So those who want to benefit from Allah's guidance with the Quran, Allah guides them Subula Salam, the ways of peace. Subul is plural form of Sabil. And Sabil is different from Sarat. We have only one Sarat. The right path, the straight path is only one, which is the direction. But then there are different parts of the same direction or different routes, but ending with the same destination. And this is Sabil. Allah takes the people who follow Him and who benefit from His guidance. From darkness to the light. Again the same thing. With his own leave. With his own blessing. This is very important. No one would be able to guide people without Allah's leave. In the Quranic sense... Al-Hadi, the guide, is the one who has been especially appointed by Allah to guide people. In the Quranic sense, the guide must be appointed by Allah. So, it's not that every teacher or everyone who shows you something is a guide, in the Quranic sense. And even in the Quranic sense, the guide must not be in need of guidance. أَفَمَنْ يَحْدِي إِلَى الْحَقَّ the people who, whom themselves must be guided and taught, these are not guide in the Quranic sense. Guide from Quranic sense is either Allah himself or the prophets and imams who receive guidance from him directly. They are not in need of being taught or guided by the people. Anyway, guidance... I mean, taking people from darkness towards the light. This is guidance. Because, you know, ulama say, hedayah or guidance is one of two types. One is to show the way. One is to take people to the destination. Sometimes you ask me, where is, for example, Hyde Park? I say, Go outside, turn left, and go straight. Then you will reach Marble Arch and Hyde Park. But sometimes I take you. I say, okay, come with me. I am going to the same place. I can take you. Or even I am not going to the same place, I take you. So guidance is sometimes used in the sense of showing the way. And sometimes it's to take the person to the destination. 
That is al-isal al-matlub. This is what Allah does. This is what the Prophet does. This is what the Imam do. Imams do. They actually take us. They come with us and they accompany us. And this is why the Quran says, when he talks about the people upon whom Allah has bestowed his favors. Who are these an'amta alayhim? The people that Allah has bestowed his favors upon them. Who are they? Allah says, Man rasul if you follow Allah and the Prophet, you would be with those people upon whom Allah has bestowed His mercy. Who are they? Menan prophets, was the witnesses, was the most truthful people, was the righteous people. So these four categories of people, of course, they can overlap. The prophets, the witnesses, the most truthful people, the righteous people. These are the people that we ask Allah to let us to be with them. And to follow their path. And then Allah says, What a good companions they are. So, this is the path that they are taking and following. And we want to be their friends and their companions in their journey. And they are so kind that they have given all of us invitation. They say, look, we are going towards light and we are ready to take you with us. Just you need to accept this. We don't want you to give us any reward for this. We don't want any reward, any payment. Just let your heart and mind come with you in this journey. Not that just your body. Because many of us would say, we want to go towards heaven, but only our body, my mind and heart would love to do some other things. But this is a journey that you have to go with your heart and with your mind. Anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes from darkness towards the light. Not just He shows the way. He takes. He actually comes and takes your hand and says, Okay, let's go. And guides them towards the right path. Again, you see, Sarat is... Not plural. Sarat is only singular. In Surah Ibrahim, Allah Nabiyyina wa alihi wa alayhi salam, number one, Allah says, Yahdi bihillahu man excuse me, Alif Lam Ra, the next verse, Surah Ibrahim, number one, Alif Lam Ra, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayk. The Quran is a book that we have revealed to you. We have sent it down to you. Why? Let's 
so that you take people from darkness towards light. Yesterday we have been talking that the task of the Prophet was to recite the Quranic verses, to purify people, to teach them the book and wisdom. And here Allah says to take them from darkness to light. So it means that the whole point in reciting the Quran and teaching the people and purifying them is to take them from darkness towards the light. Again, this is very important. With the leave of Allah. This is something that the Lord of these people have asked you to do. Allah is our Lord. So Allah has asked the Prophet, take my people from darkness to light. Like, you know, a father asked someone, you know, Please take my children, for example, you know, to park or to ziyara or to hajj or whatever. لِتُخْرَجَ النَّاسِ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ In this verse, two destinations are mentioned. I don't know uh, if you, whether you noticed or not. You know, Allah says to take people from darkness to the light. And then he says to the path of Allah. Who is the mighty, who is the praised. There are two, two, two Elah. Elah Nur, Elah Sarat Al-Aziz Al-Hamid. Why? Because the journey towards light is nothing other than following the right path. It's nothing separate. The same thing that we had in previous ayah. Is it only about the Prophet Muhammad wasallam? No. This is about all the Prophets. In Surah Ibrahim number 5, Allah talks about Prophet Musa. Allah Nabiyyina wa Ali wasallam. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا مُوسَى بِآيَاتِنَا We have sent Musa with our signs, with our communications. Why? Why did Allah send Moses? أَنْ أَخْرَجْ قَوْمَكَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ To take your people from different types of darkness towards light. So the whole thing that Musa did all the story of the Prophet Musa, his conversation with Pharaoh, and then taking people, all those tens of years that they were wandering in uh, desert, everything can be summarized in one thing. He wanted to take his people from darkness to light. وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ And remind them the days of Allah, the occasions that is clearly, that clearly show the interference of Allah. إِنَّ فِي ذَلَكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِكُلَّ صَبَّارٍ شَكُورٍ There are signs in this for every person who is very patient and thankful. I skip verse from Surah Ahzab because in... Another session I will talk about it in further details. 
نمبر نائن فرام سورت حدید هو الذي ينزل على عبده آیات بینات لیخرجکم من الظلمات الى النور Allah is the one who sends to his servant ayat and bayanat, manifest signs, manifest verses to take you from darkness to light. And Allah is very kind and very merciful towards you. In Surah Taqabun number 8, فَآمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَالنُّورِ الَّذِي أَنزَلْنَا Believe in Allah and believe in His Apostle and believe in the light that we have sent. And this is the light of Qur'an. And inshallah I will talk about Qur'an and Torah and Injil being light. We will talk about them. Surah Talaq Number 10 and 11. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Aadallahu lahum adaban shadidan fattakullah ya ulil albab alladina amanu kad anzalallahu ilaykum dhikra rasoolan yatlu alaykum ayatillah mubayyanat liyukhrija alladina amanu wa amilu salahat minal zulumat ilal nur. Just this sentence I translate. An apostle, an apostle has been sent to you who recites the verses of Allah to you, which are manifest, so that he takes the believers and those who do righteous deeds from the darkness towards the light. So, the same thing. So, we realized by so many verses that we just reflected and much more that inshallah we will talk about them later that this issue is very very profound idea in the Quran it's not something just you know metaphoric or something just to excite people you know sometimes you say something and then you go and you know you don't really mean it no this is very profound idea in the Quran the idea of Light and darkness. And I think that this is one of the best ways also for ourselves, for children, for anyone that we want to help him in getting closer to Allah. To use this way of talking about obedience to Allah or disobedience. Having a pious life or having a life which is not pious. I think this is one of the best ways or maybe the best way to talk about it. That because every person by nature loves light. I don't think there is anyone who would love, you know, to live in darkness. Unless, you know, a person, you know, has some problem, you know, maybe something bad happened to him, you know, I don't know, sometimes, you know, people may not be very safe and sound, you know in their mentality. But normally speaking, every human being loves light and hates darkness. If you ask someone, you know, to remain in a room which is absolutely dark for some time, let alone some months or some years, that person, you know, would be uh, very much in pain. 
Everyone wants light, everyone hates darkness. So if we can use this terminology, it would be very helpful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, if you go to page one please. introduces a whole system of theology based on this concept of light. Now we want to deepen and expand this issue. We can provide a system of theology based on this concept of light. And some of Muslim philosophers actually try to articulate this way of thinking. I don't know if you have heard the name of Sheikh Ishraq, Sheikh Shahabuddin Sohrawardi, who is the founder of the Illuminationist school in Islamic philosophy. So his whole philosophy is based on light. And he says that Allah is Nurul Anwar, is the light of the lights, and every other being has some degree of light. And there is a hierarchy of the lights. And he is inspired by Quran, and also he quotes from ancient Iranian philosophers. Who had also this understanding of being. So for him being can be identified as light. Existence can be identified as light. Every being, everything which exists has some portion of light. Like you know you have candles which are very little, very small, some are stronger than you have you know, light, you have sun, and you can have different types of lights. Some are stronger, some are weaker. And Allah is the light of the lights. This is his whole philosophy. Of course, he has lots of details. And in particular, in his book, Hikmatul Ishraq, Ishraq means to illuminate. Hikmatul Ishraq means the philosophy of illumination, the wisdom of illumination. He talks about this. And he says, for this reason, the best way of understanding philosophy and actually doing philosophy is to purify yourself and let this light be illuminating in your heart. It's not a matter of just studying and thinking and contemplating. You need actually to purify yourself so that this light can be lighted in your heart. So he was somehow disagreeing with people like Avicenna and Farabi who followed the perpetetic way of doing philosophy. Anyway, so... This is very important. We must pay, uh, pay full attention to this. Of course, Sheikh Ishraq, as far as 
I know and as far as I have discussed with someone who has written a book on him has not gone further into some aspects of the light that we will be talking about it the light of Iman, the light of the worship, the light of remembrance of Allah. Maybe he was very much trying to uh, establish the framework. So, the whole theology, Islamic theology, can be introduced by using this concept of light. First of all, if we reflect on the verse 35, of Surat An-Nur. You know, we, we have one chapter in the Quran, chapter 24, which is called An-Nur, the light. And this chapter has this verse of the light. So, the reason this chapter is called Nur is because of this verse. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الله نور السماوات والأرض الله is the light of the heavens and earth this verse is one of the most beautiful verses of the Quran and also one of the deepest verses of the Quran and many people have books just on this verse some dissertations have been written on this verse. And recently a book is published by ICAS on Mullah Sadra's interpretation of this verse, about the verse of the light. Very briefly, we can say Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. What does it mean? It means that he is the source of the light. He is the original light. Everything else which has light has received this light from him. But in a limited way. According to their capacity. Everything has some light. Everything has some light. In Du'a'i Kumail, we say, وَبِنُورِ وَجْهِكَ الَّذِي أَضَاءَ لَهُ كُلُّ Everything is shining, everything has light, because of the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Me, you, even plants, animals, stones, wood, everything has some light. Why? Because everything is a sign of Allah. Everything is like a mirror that reflects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these mirrors are different. These signs are different. You know, just to give you an example. You know, sometimes you write name of someone for me. 
So this name, you, you write so and so, is a sign. Yeah? Sometimes you draw a picture of him. Sometimes you show me his photo. Sometimes you play his voice. Sometimes you show me his video. Sometimes you show me he himself. So there are different ways of encountering the same fact. And someone you go and hug the person or live with the person, if of course he's mahram. So the, there are different ways of encountering with the same thing. Many of human beings just know about Allah like reading name of someone. But those who are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like they are hugging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you pray, it's as if you are standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you go to sajda, it's like hugging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, when you touch Hajarul Aswad, it's like shaking hand with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you really feel this. So, everything has some capacity to reflect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, everything has some light. And they are quite different. Mathalu nurihi kamishkaten fiha misbah. His light, the example of his light, is like mishkat. Mishkat is something which was used in the past. Nowadays, maybe it's not that much popular. In the past, what they used to do was they used to make a place in the wall. You know, they had walls between, for example, the living room and the hall, or between even inside house and outside house. So they made like a, you know, like a cupboard inside the wall, but with glasses on the sides. And they put light inside that, a lantern inside that. So people in outside and inside the room could benefit from this light. And because it was also surrounded with glasses, so it was safe. So wind was not you know, able to uh, extinguish this. So this is called mesbah. And, sorry, meshkat. Mesbah is the light which is put, or the lantern which is put inside this meshkat. So, kam meshkaten fiha mesbah. The lantern, the light is put in this place. Fi zojaja, and it is in glasses. Why do we put glass to protect? And we try to use a material which is very transparent so that it doesn't very much stop the light. You know, if we use something which is dark, 
the, then the light doesn't come out or less light comes out. So the best way is to use something like glass which doesn't reduce that much light. Of course, everything somehow reduces the light, even the glass. But this is the least that you know, can happen. But what is beautiful here is that the glass that Allah refers to by itself is shining. Az-zujajatu ka'annaha kawkabun durriyun. This glass by itself is like a shining star. Yeah. yeah, so instead of reducing, this by itself has the ability to shine. Yuqado, then this light needs, you know, some fuel. And, yeah, when you have, for example, in the past, you know, they used, you know, uh, olive oil or different types of oil, so that uh, still, you know, there are, you know, these lights, you know, that you can use. Uh, for for example for perfume or whatever so you put some light some uh, oil the oil comes from the olive tree shajaratan mubarakatan zaytuna the olive tree which is blessed you know olive is a blessed fruit and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by olive, vatine was zaytun, olive and fig are the fruits that Allah swears by them. So this oil comes from the blessed olive tree, which is neither directed or leaned towards east nor west. It's quite straight. Yakadu zaytuha yudhi' walaw lam tamsas hunar. Normally, when you have oil, the oil by itself is not shining. But this oil is different. This oil is likely to shine even if you don't light it. So you don't, even before you light it, it's shining. And this is why, I think, this is why, then you can find it. <laughs> because, you know, when the light, you know, sometimes you go to a dark room and you, can, you cannot find the switch. So it's difficult. So this light has an oil that has the ability to shine. So you can find it. يَكَادُ زَيْتُهَا يُذِي وَلَوْ لَمْ تَمْسَسْهُ نَارٌ نُورٌ عَلَى نُورٌ Light over light. It's quite opposite to kuffar. In, when Allah talks about the kuffar, it's ظُلُمَاتٌ بَعْضُهَا فَوْقَ بَعْضٍ Darkness over darkness. But when it comes here to Allah, light over light. 
the oil is shining, the glasses are shining, the actual light of course is shining, everything is helping. The people with whom Allah is pleased, of course this is not arbitrary, this is not based on anything other than people themselves appreciating this. Allah would guide them towards His light. Allah makes different examples so that people can understand and He is knowledgeable of everything. And then in the next ayah, Allah talks about where to find this light in dunya. We leave that ayah for, inshallah, another session. Because, uh, you know, inshallah, our discussion, you know, should go step by step. Where to find this light? So, Allah is the light. And this is not something that me or you say. So, we can say maybe, you know, it's not accurate or whatever. No, this is Allah himself. He himself is saying that he is the light. And everything has a light which comes from him. In two more ayah, we have this Nurullah, the light of Allah. As far as I have made research, I have come across these three ayah. But the next two ayah, I think, doesn't refer to Allah himself, actually. Let me first recite these two ayah and make it clear, and then that's my last point. In Surah Tawbah, number 32, Allah says, يُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يُطْفِئُوا نُورَ اللَّهِ بِأَفَّاهِهِمْ They try to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouth. So they want to blow, you know, and switch it off, extinguish it. This is what the kuffar think they can do. They think that this light can be extinguished. وَيَعْبَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يُتَمَّ نُورَهِ but Allah refuses except to complete his light. So not, not only they cannot switch it off or extinguish it. Actually, Allah would increase his light. Because when you blow, it becomes more. <laughs> you know, like fire. If you blow to fire, it becomes more. So those who want to oppose Allah, what they do is that finally, Allah's power becomes more manifest. Allah's Light becomes more manifest. Even if the disbelievers don't like this, they dislike this. You know, whatever enemies do against the truth, against the religion of Allah, whatever they do in the end would be to their own Loss and defeat. And this is why Allah in many places uses this For example, Allah says, So, this is the nature of this light. Because this Light is from Allah. No one is able to extinguish this light. In Surah Saf number 8, 
very similar to this ayah that we just had. Yuriduna leyotfu. In previous ayah we had yuriduna and yotfu. Here is yuriduna leyotfu. Nurallahi beafahim. Wallahum mutemmu nurhi. Walau karihal kafirun. Very similar. They want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouth. But Allah is completing his light even if the disbelievers they don't like it. So here we have Nur Allah, which is the light of Allah. But I believe this Nur Allah is different from Allahu Nurus Samawati Wal Ard. And I think you can imagine why. Nur Allah here is the Nur which comes from Allah. Allahu Nur Samawati Wal Ard, that light is Allah Himself. This light is the light which is created by Allah. For example, the light of Islam, the light of Quran, the light of truth. This is derived, is a branch which comes from that root which is Allah Himself. Okay? So, Nur Allah means the light from God, not the light of God Himself. Okay? Because no one, you know, would think about extinguishing God Himself. So, it seems that there is only one verse in the Quran. There is only one verse in the Quran that refers to Allah Himself as light. And that is Ayatun Nur. In other places, we talk about light, but these, these are the lights which are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything has light, and this is the light which is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, we continue this discussion, inshallah, tomorrow. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen.